Hello everybody, this week's Parsha is Parsha B'Shalach, otherwise known as Shabbos Shira. Before I get into Parsha Shira, I just want to mention, uh, when I was in Kolo for many years, um, we used to learn different Gemaras that, um, see, you know, I got at the Gemaras that say that uh, certain things, very miraculous, like if you say Ashrei three times a day, you'll be Zoha La'olam Haba. And we learn in other Gemaras talk about keeping Shabbos. That a person keeps Shabbos is machol for all his all his sins. I used to think to myself, what are these like magic tricks? Like, how, how does exactly that happen? This week's parsha as well. Um, my Rabbi Shalom used to quote a uh, famous the Zayar. The Zayar says that anybody who says Shira, the Shira Az Yashir b'Simcha. He's moichanle akol v'naisaf. You're forgiven for all your sins. The Sefer Charedim says, I wrote down here in my notes from, from a few years ago, where Rabbi Hashem said, the Sefer Charedim says that if sometimes when Neshama passes from this world, the Neshama needs certain sigufim, certain uh, things that are uncomfortable to cleanse itself before enjoying its eternal reward. But he says that you can accomplish the same thing by saying, by saying, Az Yashir so why should you need the sigufim for? Why should you need those those uncomfortable things? Just say shir b'simcha. The the famous Carlina Rav in Beis Aaron says, if you say shira beautifully and happily as much as you can, as best as you can, you took on kolinyani kolinyana nefesh. Anything that you have wrong with you will be fixed up in your body and your soul. So again, it's making my question stronger. Like, what are these things? Magic tricks? You say these things happily, and all of a sudden everything is forgiven, all the terrible things we did or things we did incorrectly. Like, what's exactly up with that? It can't, it can't be that it's just like some sort of magic trick. Um, Melech Biederman uh, brings down, there's a Pasuk in Telem, he says, Zecher Asan Aflesov, Chanan Varacham Hashem. The Pasuk in Telem, what's the connection between Zecher Asan Aflesov? We remember Hashem's wonders. And then it says afterwards, Hashem, that Hashem is going to be compassionate to us. What's, so it make now with, with this understanding, it's going, to, it's going to all make sense, I think. If we contemplate how much Hashem does for us and did for us and will do for us, then that brings us close to Hashem. What's an Avera? An Avera separates us from, from our Father in Heaven. It puts a wedge, it puts a block between us and Hashem. It, even worse, it helps us identify us as being something other than Hashem. It puts a wedge. It makes us feel that we're separate. That's the worst thing in the world. That's what Avera is doing. That's what things we don't so aren't supposed to do. That's what they do. That's what they accomplish. They make us feel distant. And when we sing Shira Takosh Baruch Hu, or we um, keep Shabbos, let's say, for that other example that I brought, you know what it is? It's not that it's a magic trick. When you're keeping Shabbos 100%, that means you believe in Akash Baruch Hu's existence. You're aware of him, aware of him in such a positive, warm way. When you sing Shira Takash Baruch Hu, and you're saying thank you, and you're imagining yourself as best you can that you are by the Yam, and Akash Baruch Hu saves you from those Mitzrayim, and saved you from the water, and bring you out to dry land, and when you're really feeling that as best you can, that means you're feeling connected with the Rabbani Shalom. It means you, if you're feeling it viscerally, inside your stomach, inside your mind, inside your body, and you're feeling that happiness, that means you just draw yourself and all the other things are taken away and swept away. So you're helping yourself cleanse yourself of all your various. It's not some. It's not just a magic trick. It actually is something that's very profound and very deep. That when you when you um, contemplate how much Hashem gave us, then we we become and feel very close to Hashem. 
There's a story that uh, my Rebbe told over by about Baron Rothschild uh, when he was in his heyday. I don't know exactly what you know how many years ago this was, but there was he was he was a big uh, Baal He gave a lot of money to tzedakah, and there was a huge uh, wealthy person that lived in a faraway place. And he heard about Baron Rothschild, and he on this this uh, rich guy he lost his parnasa. And he didn't know what to do with himself. Somebody suggested, hey, listen, why don't you go to Baron Rothschild and get a loan and get on your feet, then you'll pay him back. He'll, he helps out people to get back on their feet. So at first he didn't want to do it, but then he said he has no choice. So he, he goes on a horse and buggy and he travels for three months till he gets there. There's hundreds of people waiting online. Uh, they're getting like a half a shilling and he just he couldn't take it. He just sat there crying. The guy noticed and he said, what's wrong? What's, what's going on? Why are you crying? He said, I need 3,000 ruble. I don't know what to do. People are getting a half a shilling here and there. The guy said, listen, I'll give you some advice. I see you really, you know, you're down on your down in the dumps and you used to be somebody big. Let me let me help you out. You know, go go to the Baron Rothschild. See him after he comes out of the mikvah. He goes to he goes home towards his Shabbos, to his home. And um, he's going to ask you where you're spending Shabbos. And just tell him, I have no place to be. He's going to invite you and then spend Shabbos with him. So he did that, and he invited him. He met him after, on his way home from the mikvah, and he asked him, where are you for Shabbos? He said, um, well, I really don't have a place. He said, come with me. He spent Shabbos together with him. He said, listen, after Shabbos, we'll sit down and talk, okay? So no problem. After Shabbos, they sit down and talk. They have a nice conversation. And Baron Rothschild turns to this guy and says, listen, in your best of times, how much were you... Um, how much money were you, was was going through your hands? Like, how much were you were you dealing with when you were doing good business? He said about 10,000 ruble. So Baron Rothschild gets up from his seat. He goes over to the safe. He takes out 10,000 ruble. He says, here you go. And he's like so ecstatic. But then he does something weird. Baron Rothschild goes ahead and takes a piece of paper and a pen and starts writing something. He says, wait a minute. He says, what are you doing, Baron? He says, I'm writing my name and my address on a piece of paper. He says, what, why, are you, why are you doing that? He says, listen, you know, you never, you never know. You know, sometimes... Sometimes fortune is with you, sometimes fortune is not with you. But listen, I feel bad. You know, next time if something else happens like this and you're really down on your down in the dumps again, I don't want you to have to stand online, you know, for hours traveling months to get here and then then stay online for hours. Just mail me a letter and I'll I'll take care of it by mail. You don't have to you don't have to work so hard. Just you know, mail me a letter. I'll take care of you seriously. So he's like blown away. So the the marshal is given this marshal is given to explain that. That we Kleisel went through Shira Sayam. We went there, we were by the ocean, and we were about to die, and we were and everybody throughout their lives has situations where we're in a terrible distress. Hakash Baruch says, Listen, you don't have to go through all that again. But what I do tell you to do is like 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 in the story, you know, write a letter. We sin, we go to Shachas every day, Mesashem. We try to do our best. When you get to the Shira, don't skip it. Say it. Say it with a lot of kavana, say it with simcha, say it, feel it in your body that you're really happy. And that will get you the same achievement that we had back then and get us the same segula of being forgiven for our sins to get us the money that we need, to get us the happiness that we need, the children that we want, all the beautiful things that we could ask for, the foolish labor that we need. Everything will be fixed up. We just have to write that. We just have to write the letter, so to speak, to Akash Baruch Say that shira and feel it in our bones that what Akash Baruch wants is ultimately an ultimate is, is, is relationship between us and Hashem. That we feel that he's our father, that we're close to him. And if we did things to mess up along the way, hey, we're human, and he understands that. The main thing is to to try to wash that away, and to come close to him in your in your mind, in your soul, and to feel a kosh baruch closeness as we can during these times of of saying shira. And that should help us the whole day long to feel that simcha, to feel that closeness, that we're not alone. 
Akash Baruch is with us all the time. So I give everybody a bracha to be able to daven with kavana, try to push everything out of your head, and just feel closeness to Hashem. Hashem knows where we are. Hashem knows what we need. We just have to rely on Him. And in that schos, Hashem will make everything better. The guf and nefesh and everything will be wonderful. We'll all of us and we'll see the gula shlema very, very soon. Bimher v'yameinu amin.